Hello, and welcome to Embracing Abundance. I'm your host, Peyton Clark, and I truly believe that each one of us, especially you, holds the potential for abundant living. Together, we'll dive into physical health, nutrition, mental wellness, spiritual growth, and financial wisdom. I'm devoted to unpacking the knowledge behind these areas, giving you tangible takeaways for everyday life. Each episode draws you closer to understanding how to live a life full of abundance. So whether you're sipping on your morning coffee, on a long drive, or winding down for the day, let's journey towards unlocking your fullest potential. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Embracing Abundance. In today's episode, we're going to talk all about the phrase, eat less and move more. And if you're watching on YouTube, the setup looks a little bit different just because I'm going to be using a whiteboard to kind of give you guys a visual of the cycles that we'll be talking about and just to describe it a little bit better. So I'm excited. This is my first whiteboard podcast teaching visual episode, whatever you want to call it. But today's episode is going to be very valuable and very important to me because I feel like a lot of people get stuck in this mindset just to eat less, move more. People try and simplify weight loss to that phrase. And I think that it's a lot deeper than that. I think it's more than just eating less and moving more because yes, it's scientific, eat less, move more, you know, you're going to lose some weight. But most women that I talk to take it to the extreme and, you know, life gets in the way, emotions get in the way, so much kind of happens that it actually causes more harm than good. Um, So I'm going to kind of break down what this phrase scientifically means, and then I'm going to break down why I think it's not just all about eating less and moving more. So the term eat less, move more is just to kind of put you into a calorie deficit. So in order to be losing weight, you need to be eating less than you're burning, which means that you need to be in a deficit. That's what we call a calorie deficit. If you're eating less, you're already in a deficit. Moving more just puts you into a deeper deficit. So people like to combine that together just to eat less and move more and you'll lose weight. And while that is true, we do want to be moving. We do want to be in a deficit if we're losing fat. The reason why it causes so many people trouble is because they get stuck in this cycle that we're seeing right here. So what happens to a lot of the women that I talk to specifically is that you eat less. Great. So you're starting to be in a deficit. You're cutting your calories. You're picking the right foods or the right quote healthy foods. So you're eating less. But what does that cause? throughout the week causes intense cravings. You start to, you're telling yourself no for the foods that you want. You know, you want to get Chick-fil-A or you want some chocolate. And so you're saying no to that, but because you're saying no over and over again, or maybe because the diet that you're currently on or the food that you're currently eating is bland, it's boring. It's not really kind of giving you anything. It's just chicken and rice and broccoli and that's it. Because you are telling yourself no and you don't have variety in your diet and you don't have flavor in your diet, you get these intense cravings. But whatever, you know, you ignore your cravings and you move on. So you add on movement on top of that. So not only are you eating less, but you're also moving more. And this is just causing those cravings to creep up even more because your body is so underfueled. It's barely getting the calories it needs to function on a daily basis if you're slashing your calories in half, let alone fuel your movement, let alone fuel everything that you're trying to do on top of it. And so then your cravings hit the best of you. You're like, screw it. I'm way too hungry for this. Like I need to go to Chick-fil-A. I need me a spicy chicken sandwich. I need me some fries. And so what happens is because you've told yourself no for so many days on top of each other, you've, you've felt the need for 
a certain type of food, you then maybe you overeat or even binge. You get you get caught in that restrict binge mindset that you've told yourself no for so long. You've restricted the things that you love for so long or the things that you told yourself were off limits. And so then you end up overeating on the things that you told yourself were off limits. And this could cause a binge and um, it ultimately will just cause a lot of fatigue and a lot of guilt. You're guilty. You're feeling guilty for overeating on the foods that you told yourself no to. You're feeling guilty for that overconsumption of, of calories. And you're also feeling guilty for just not holding up to the promises that you made to yourself. You told yourself you were going to start this diet. You told yourself that you were going to do these things, but it was so hard. It was so mentally exhausting. You were so drained. You were starving and you feel guilty for not being able to hold up to those promises, but yet it was so hard. You were quite literally fatigued both mentally and physically because you were trying to move your body on very little calories. So then what happens is you get stuck in that cycle again. You start to eat less again. You get intense cravings again. You move more again. You overeat and binge again. You feel fatigue and guilt again. You are stuck in this never-ending cycle that it has, it's, it's leading you nowhere. And I think that's why a lot of people fail or a lot of women fail specifically when it comes to the eat less, move more phrase. There's just a deeper meaning to it. You know, a lot of the emotions come into play. We do it wrong. A lot of women do it wrong. They don't have the right strategy. That's really just out of innocence. You know, you might not know any better, but this is kind of just what happens. And this is why I don't like just throwing the phrase eat less, move more. And it is what it is. We need to think about it in a deeper lens. And so I want to throw out some statistics about dieting and just being stuck in this cycle that I thought were pretty alarming that I really want to let you in on. In the US, about 20 million women experience an eating disorder in some time of their life. That's a lot of freaking women. And around 75% of people with an eating disorder say that it began with some kind of dieting and that being stuck in this cycle, you know, you feel like you have to restrict and that kind of just creates a really unhealthy relationship with food. And that's just really no way to live life. Approximately 95% of diets fail and most people regain the weight back in one to five years anyways. So all of this pain for nothing, you're just going to regain the weight back and you're constantly going to be stuck in this cycle if you don't change this mindset. And if this is the only thing that you know, you stick to it. But I mean, you're never going to see results and you're just really going to put yourself through that misery only to regain the weight back. And then last, the last statistic I want to throw at you is that chronic dieters are more likely to experience mood swings, fatigue, and an unhealthy relationship with food. And all three of those are very detrimental to our overall health and well-being and happiness. We don't want to have those mood swings. We want to be happy, you know? We don't like feeling fatigued because we want to have the energy to do the things that we love, to play with our kids, to perform well at work, to have a good relationship with our partner. And fatigue and mood swings will just really destroy all of that. And we want to have that healthy relationship with food. We don't want to constantly be thinking about food. We don't want to be, we don't want that to be in the back of our heads all day, or if we're going to a social event, we don't want that to control our decisions. You know, we want to be able to have that cookie because it is delicious and life's too short to not have the cookie, but we don't want that cookie to really just like derail our progress and derail our mental health. You know, we, we're constantly stressing about that cookie. Like, oh my gosh, did that cookie just ruin my progress? Am I going to gain all the way back? And then some people get stuck in the mindset, you know, I just had 
I had one cookie. My my progress, it's over. I'm just going to have the rest of the cookies. I'm going to have slices of pizza. I'm not going to work out. And then you just put yourself further into this cycle. So those were just some statistics that I wanted to show you guys. But I want to also now explain how to actually get out of this cycle because this is very common. I work with women on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. I talk to women every day who are in this cycle. And I want to get you out of it. And I want to show you how to approach health and wellness and fat loss in a much healthier, sustainable way so that you can actually see results. You can actually live happier. You can actually be more confident and you don't have to ruin your relationship with food in the process. You don't have to say no to social events because you're stressing about food. There's a much healthier way to approach this. And so now I wanna dive into what that looks like. Okay, so this is what I call the wellness wheel. I truly believe that if you focus on all six of these components, you will really start to transform your life. You will see such a difference in your mental health, your physical health. You will be one step, six steps closer even to really cultivating the life in the body that you really want and being satisfied in the life that you're you're living. So the first component is going to be focusing on exercise that you love. Now, the last thing that you want to be doing is viewing exercise as a punishment. We don't want exercise to be another chore on our to-do list. We want to use exercise as a form of empowerment and self-love. We want to go to the gym because we love our body, we love ourselves, we love everything that it does for ourselves, and so we want to take care of our body. So if you don't like running, don't run on the treadmill. That's not the only way to get movement in. If you really love cycling or going to a cycling class, then you should be doing that more. Not only is it a good form of social connection and interaction, but it's you're also moving your body. It's good for your cardiovascular health. If you love lifting weights, which I encourage every single one, every single person to be doing some type of resistance training, but if you really love lifting heavy, testing your maxes, that's what you should be doing because when you find exercise that you love, you you will be so consistent with it because you enjoy doing it. It's something that will add fulfillment to your life and really just add a lot of empowerment too because I truly find that exercise and going to the gym, it's so empowering to be able to challenge yourself week after week and be 1% better every single day. You really gotta find exercise that you love so that you don't view it as punishment or something that you need to do in order to burn off the calories that you ate yesterday. Next, we want to focus on our emotional well-being and our mental health. I can't stress this enough how important your mental health, your mindset, your emotions are when it comes to your health. When we switch our mindsets from a negative self-perception to a positive self-perception and we show gratitude to ourselves and to our body, we can really start to transform everything in our lives because our mindset is the is a huge driver in our reality. Like our thoughts create our reality. So if you tell yourself hey, I can't, I'm not capable of reaching this fitness goal. Your subconscious is going to make you incapable of reaching your fit, that fitness goal that you're setting out for yourself, that you're trying to strive for. And a lot of time this takes a more of a deeper reflection. You really have to kind of sit there with yourself and, and ask yourself, you know, why are you doing this? And kind of go into maybe past traumas or experiences. It can get 
pretty deep, which I probably won't go into in this episode. So taking care of your emotional well-being will not only improve your happiness, your satisfaction, it will also just help you be more peaceful, less stressed, just feel a whole lot better. Our third one is gonna be nourishment. Now this comes down to the foods that we're eating, not necessarily the amount of, that we're eating, and I know that is important as well, as we kind of already talked about in the eat less, move more phrase, but the what we're putting into our body matters pretty much just as much as how much we're eating. So when it comes down to what we're putting into our body, we really want to be focusing on whole foods, foods that make us feel good. And believe it or not, your gut is your second brain and what you are feeding your body will literally change your chemistry and will allow you to be happier because you'll get that serotonin boost from the foods that we're eating. And we really need to be eating whole foods, foods that work in harmony with our gut and with our brain that allow us to feel good. You don't want to be skipping out on breakfast. You want to start your morning off with a big glass of water and a really nutritious breakfast, getting all your vitamins and minerals in, getting your macronutrients in, truly fuel our body. You want to think of of food as fuel and a form of self-love that we love our body so much that we want it to perform its best we want it to make us happy we want to be in a good mood and all of that really comes down to what we're putting into our gut and it's so important that we just nourish our bodies and if we can do just these three alone i mean you'll see amazing results being able to find exercise that you love nourish your body and feel a whole lot better not only will that improve your mood but if you're also focusing on emotional well-being and your mindset and your mental health you'll be already three steps ahead you're going to feel a lot happier but then we still have the other half of the wellness wheel so let's dive into the fourth pillar and that's going to be body positivity now it is okay to want to change your body and to not be completely happy with where you're at what i don't feel like is okay is to fuel your change it, from a from a state of self-loathing like you hate your body you can't even look at yourself in the mirror and so that's why you want to change again it's okay to want to change to not love the way that you look but you also i feel like should show your body some appreciation for what it does for you because it does so much for you it you're alive you're well you're moving um hopefully i mean it's, it's a blessing to be able to move our bodies and to for our bodies to do everything that it's doing for us so you gotta first show it some appreciation and i truly believe that if you start your fitness journey from a point of self-love and i love my body i it might not be where i want it to be right now but I truly appreciate it for what it does for me. And then that will not only help you stay more consistent and enjoy the journey a lot more because you're loving your body in every process. You'll also, when you get towards, let's say you do hit that weight loss goal, but it's fueled from a point of self-loathing and you you hit that goal, but you don't actually appreciate your body still. You're, you still don't love where your body's at because you didn't show that appreciation throughout the journey. You were never body positive. You were always body negative. And so you hit that weight loss goal and you're still negative. You still don't love your body, even though you hit the goal that you set out for yourself versus if you really just were to focus on having that positive mindset, you'll love your body a lot more no matter what size it is. And that kind of brings me into my next point, which is self-love. Now, I will ask a lot of women, whether it's on calls or it's if it's my clients, to define what self-love looks like for them and to give me an example of how they do this on a weekly basis. And most of them are not practicing any form of self-love. They don't really love themselves. They can't truly confidently say that they love themselves. Now, I know this is a, a struggle for 
a lot of women. But if you can truly love yourself and find ways to show yourself self-love, you'll be a lot more body positive. You'll be more motivated to nourish your body because you love your body. You'll be able to take care of your mental health and your well-being because you want to be in the best mood possible. You want to be happy. And you'll also be able to move your body and find exercise that you love because you love yourself. Self-love should be rooted in everything that we're doing when it comes to our health because we really do want to take care of ourselves. So you have to do something throughout the week or daily that allows you to truly feel like you love yourself. Maybe that's journaling or that's doing some gratitude or that's doing meditation or diving into the Bible or that is just literally movement and feel and nourishing your body. You got to really love your personality, love your characteristics because you can't change who you are. You can change your actions and those actions can change your outcome, but you can't change who you are deep down. So you have to kind of accept that and dive into who you are and really learn to accept that really love to really learn to love that and the version that you are so that you can start to do all these actions that you deserve to truly change your life and then the last portion is going to be mindful eating and this is really just the principle of being present and intentional when you're eating your food. Trying to turn off all distractions like TV or TikTok, and I'm super, super guilty of this, um, but really learning to be intentional with every bite you take, savoring each flavor, so that you're not just maybe over consuming calories, but you're actually being able to appreciate the food that God has given us, and you're able to appreciate the time that you are spending, the flavors that you are putting into your body, the macronutrients that you're putting into your body. This will allow you to avoid mindless eating where we're kind of just throwing whatever into our mouths because maybe we're overstimulated, we're stressed, work got the best of us, kids are yelling everywhere. This will just allow you to take some time to be present in what you're doing. If you can put all six of these together, you are going to be on your way to a much happier, fulfilling fitness journey that doesn't just focus on how, how little you eat or how much you move, but allow you to personalize your fitness journey to something that you love and that's focused around yourself and your self-love. So while eat less and move more can work for some people, it's, it's simple for them like that. It's not as simple for everyone and it can be a lot deeper. And that's why I wanted to take today's episode to really dive into that and to show you guys the wellness wheel because I'm so passionate about all of this stuff. It's more than just how little you eat, how much you eat, how much you work out, how little you work out. There's so much more that goes on behind the scenes that I really needed to unpack this. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you want more of this, make sure to subscribe or follow along and also follow me over on Instagram and TikTok at Trainer Peyton and that's Peyton with an A, P-A-Y-T-O-N. And I, I post a lot of tips like this, my daily life, my clients' um, struggles, their wins, all of the good stuff, all of the behind the scenes. So you definitely don't want to miss out on that. And I look forward to chatting with you guys next Friday. Bye. Thank you for joining me today on Embracing Abundance. It's been a joy sharing this space and journey with you. And if today's episode resonated with you, I'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave a review, share it on social media, or with someone you think would benefit from it. For more insights, daily inspiration, and just more about my life, connect with me over on Instagram at Trainer Payton. Stay inspired, stay abundant, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.